Country and Chick-fil-A on FM 101.9, FM 100.5, AM 1450, streaming at WGNSSports.com, and our iPhone and Android apps. This portion of the show is brought to you by Ideas Tees, Dan France Concrete, First National Bank of Middle Tennessee, Bowen's Body Shop, and Sir Pizza. Welcome back to the show. We're going to be joined now by Adam Renshaw, the head um, football coach at Siegel High School. Uh, coach, thanks for joining us this morning. Be here. Um, well, uh, we knew going into last week that, you know, well, a couple weeks ago that you'd lost the game with um, Siegel. You were able to find a game, and I guess that, that in itself was very important to you, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, we, uh, um, you know, we looked early in the year uh, at doing senior night early, um, and there was no way to make it fit early in the year. And so we said we're, we're going to keep it the same and uh, uh, hope it would work out. Was well, the season progressed, you know, and we got the homecoming last week, and then in the middle of the last week, you know, we had it happen where we're going to, uh, lose this game, and uh, uh, and and it was going to be very difficult to do uh, a homecoming and a senior night in the same night. And so, um, you know, we we were lucky. We uh, East Nashville needed a game. Uh, had several people help me pull this together, and uh, we were able to get our senior night in. Yeah, a lot of people don't realize it, but it's just hard to put a game together on the whim, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much logistics that go into a high school football game, more now than ever. And and I'm lucky. There are so many people at Siegel High School uh, that helped me with that. You know, I mean, uh, Mr. Creasy, our principal, he was the initial one to uh, to, to thank East Nashville might play. Uh, Coach Wyant jumped in there. B.J. Oliver uh, had a personal relationship uh, with their head coach. And so all of those things kind of came together. Uh, to make last night happen. All right, you play and you play East Nashville, who's been, um, regardless of classification, they've been one of the best uh, teams out of Metro here in the last recent few years. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, uh, they have some very good football players. Uh, you, their quarterback was really good. They, uh, they're in a good scheme. They're well coached. Uh, a lot of great kids over there. I could tell just by being around them, uh, you know, how, uh, uh, you know, uh, disciplined, respectful they were, and they play a good brand of football. Well, the final's 19-14, to 14, and I know you led a bulk of that game. So, um, again, um, not the result you wanted, but I know you, as you look back, you'll close out this year with a lot of positives of how much more competitive you were and, you know, certainly this was a game that could have gone either way. Yes, sir. We uh, we had a lot, just way too many penalties last night uh, uh, from from various things. And, uh, you, you know, uh, we talked about before the game, you know, sometimes we make uh, football uh, very emotional. And, and uh, you know, we wonder why things happen like they do. Well, it really just comes down to executing. And uh, the team that executes the best wins. And uh, I felt like we made some plays last night. Um, we had some kids 
step up and do some really good things. I mean, we uh, we had uh, you know we, we have a lot of injuries and we have a lot of people missing and uh, uh, kids stepping up trying to fulfill roles and uh, in the end uh, we made way too many mistakes to win last night's football game. In your years of you of you coaching. You know there is that adage: you're one, you're you're one play away from being a starter. Have uh, you found that that's hard to really pound into kids' heads <laughs> that all of a sudden there is an injury or two, and boom, oh, I got to go in and play now? Yeah. Well, you, you know, I mean, uh, you know, there with with modern football and how we do things, there's a lot of logistics to that, and how you practice kids and how you get ready. You know. A lot of people think, oh, well, we need to do this like the, uh, the pros in college and just have two platoon football and everybody learns one position. Well, uh, you get to practicing football, and uh, if, if you don't get some kids ready on both sides of the ball, you have an injury, and uh, then uh, you, you, know, you may end up with a sophomore playing there if you haven't prepared uh, some of your guys to, to back each other up. Uh, and, and so, you, you know, uh, this year uh, we tried to do a mix of both, uh, and, and we did. We have some kids step up and, and fill some roles heroically, I thought, this year. But you're right, it, it is difficult. And, and uh, you know, in 6A football, one thing you have to do, I think, is you have to master your depth. You have to, you have to make sure that you don't just have that first string uh, deal, right? you got to make sure – uh, you got the proper depth in behind your kids because, you know, if, if uh, you know if you play two inside linebackers, uh, the third inside linebacker on your football team in a 6A football team is getting ready to play a lot of football that year. And so you're right, getting kids to understand that is really, really important. And, you know, depending on how much depth you have, um, one injury can really affect you on both sides of the football and even in special teams. Yes, without a doubt, you know, and, and, you know, we, as coaches, we spend a lot of time with kids going over special teams, making sure they know the backups and, and all those things. And then uh, you get out there on Friday night and uh, you have a kid cramp up. And the next thing you know, you're, you, you, you know, you look out there on your kickoff return team and, uh, you know, your left up back isn't there and you're like, we got to get in, you know, and so, uh, and you try to work all those contingencies. Uh, and and uh, but I mean they just come up. That's that's the uh, chaos of a football game, I guess. You know. Um. What what do you what are your thoughts about your senior class? I know, and you know we've talked about that, this a lot during this pandemic. Um, you know, back when I first talked to you, it's toward the end of July, we we didn't even know if there's going to be a season. I think most people. Um, probably thought there wasn't going to be a season. You got a season in. Um, your seniors got to finish it out. They got to have their senior night. And I know it's football, but uh, and and that's the that's the main thing. But that that final game for a senior is a is a big moment because uh, most go on and do other things. They go to work. They go to college. Uh, not many of them play football anymore. And uh, you know. Um we were uh, when you go back to July, uh, you know there were all these contingency plans about uh, starting three weeks late or four, you know, and 
And uh, and so all of a sudden, the executive order came through everything and got finalized. And the next thing you know, we were playing really, really quick all of a sudden. And so, uh, and I'm appreciative of that fact. I'm appreciative that we got all 10 games in. And, and I feel like uh, Rutherford County Schools managed our situation really well in making sure our kids were, were going to be able to play and play safely. Um, uh, and then, uh, kind of like you said, um, you know, we, 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 we did have a tough season. Uh, we, but it was essential that we played. Uh, if we were going to improve our football program, at some point you got to get out there in between the lines and 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 see what you got and so we had a lot of seniors come out like you mentioned uh we had kids uh you know that hadn't been playing football come out and and did a heroic job did great things uh but i mean we all know uh high school football you win with programming you win with those kids uh that have that have been lifting weights for three and four years uh have practiced spring football have done seven on seven and uh, you know, went into a season, uh, you know, fully trained, you know. Um, and so I thought uh, our kids did a lot of heroic things this year. Uh, and, and I'm proud of them. And I do think we improved our program a great deal. Uh, but it, it, <laughs> it was a tough season uh, with all the COVID stuff and rolling into the year like we did. And, you know, and we talked about this early in the year, and, you know, everybody was in the same boat with um, uh, no spring practice. But you were in a different kind of boat in that, you know, you were just – you had to get to know your team, you know. And um, uh, I know you got to meet them and, and, and get to know the players and did some, some weights and things like that before the, the pandemic hit. But now you've got a full season under your belt. You know what you got coming back. Um, I'm, I know all the coaches – watch their freshman teams play, try to get an idea who some kids are that you feel like might be able to come step in and help you next year, whether it's a starter or depth-wise. So uh, do you feel like uh, going into this offseason, obviously you got to feel like you're uh, 100 steps ahead of the game versus you were when you got here? No, yeah, no doubt. And, you, you know, we, uh, we need to get all of our kids uh, in the weight room and uh, working on their, uh, their their speed and their skill, and, uh, and we need to create an environment of competition. And uh, we've got our numbers up. We've got several kids in our program now. We need to let them all compete like crazy and and go to work improving their football program. And and you know I, I'm excited to see uh, where we get to by spring by spring football. And you know hopefully we can get out there in the spring. And we see a lot of kids that have really improved themselves. And, you know, the thing about the spring, you, you you get a good look at your personnel. You can even have a scrimmage, I think. And, you know, all those things are things that you weren't afforded the luxury of having this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, in spring football, I believe, you know, Tennessee is – one state where we still have it, we're actually losing it in a lot of states. Uh, but, you know, as far as we go, I think the most important thing at Siegel High School is for us to uh, develop our relationships and, and get to know our kids really well, get to know them. 
you know, I think the number one, the, the toughest thing going into this year is we really didn't know uh, where kids needed to play, where they needed to be, and and probably, you know, that was the toughest part going into the season. And uh, it, it, it took us a while to get that figured out. And then, you know, at that point, you go to work training them, and, and uh, well, you're three, four weeks into the season at that point this past year. Coach, this is the final time we'll be joining you this year. Um, just your overall thoughts about your first year as the Stars head coach. Oh, I mean, um, you know, I told them yesterday, uh, these, uh, uh, I'm as proud of them as any team I've ever coached or been on. Uh, we got a lot of great guys. Uh, we, we got kids that performed, I thought, heroically. And uh, that's the word that, that I would use to describe a number of these kids. But not only that, we've, I mean, I'm blown away by the work our parents have put in. Uh, we, we got great moms on our football team. We got great dads. We got, uh, and we got great human beings. And so uh, that sit alongside the community at Siegel High School, I mean, I, I'm excited to go to work on what we can do at Siegel High School. I think, uh, you know, I, I, one of the things we talk about, we've had a few scars at Siegel, uh, but, but we're the stars. We're, we're going to get it going. And so um, we got to get, get to work, And uh, but, but I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Uh, our coaching staff is set to go. and we got a bunch of great guys ready to work with some kids. All righty, Coach. Well, again, thanks for joining us throughout the year. And good luck to you in the off season. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys. Y'all do a great job, and I uh, really appreciate the effort to promote high school football. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. That's Adam Renshaw, the head football coach at Siegel High School, joining us today. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Jay Mullins, Jewelry and Gifts on West Northfield Boulevard. Here with Jeff Mullins, and you were telling me about some exciting jewelry brands. We are the dealer in Middle Tennessee for LaFon. It is a line of jewelry that's very well-priced and affordable. And also Southern Gates. I can tell you by experience, my wife absolutely loves it. The Mullins family have been Rutherford County's jewelry experts for three generations. Jay Mullins Jewelry, 352 West Northfield Boulevard, between Memorial and Silver Springs. People really take notice when you take the time to do something right. That's why Sir Pizza uses only the freshest ingredients in making their one-of-a-kind pizzas and specialty foods. Sir Pizza is proud to be locally owned and operated, which is why they strive for